Hello, and welcome back to They Made Another One, where each week we study an often forgotten installment in a franchise and see how it holds up all on its own. I'm one of your hosts, Corey. And I'm your other host, Liam. Liam, guess what? What's up? This horrible year is almost over. We're on the doorstep of 2021, and as we've learned in recent years, each succeeding year is better than the last, right? It couldn't possibly get any worse than this. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Everybody, you know, thinks about how much worse than 2020, 2019 was and thinks, man, 2021 has to get better. How could it possibly get any worse? And they're right, and it always improves and never gets worse. Well, you know what? Uh, Cats doesn't come out in 2021, so maybe we're set. That was the harbinger of doom, was that first Cats episode we did. We had that ago. discussion where we... I don't want to say that we're taking any responsibility for what's happened in the year 2020, because that's above our pay grade, I think. I'll take responsibility. I was sick at Disney World in January. I think I brought it back to Canada. Here he is, boys. And that's the police kicking your door in. I'm the guy who said, here he is, boys. <laughs> You've been working with them the whole, this whole time? Yeah, it's a big twist, especially because of that time I said ACAP. <laughs> All cops are being secretly informed by me. <laughs> That last one is just all one long word. <laughs> yeah, that's no, it's why, just B. That's why the, yeah. Yeah. You get it. And now you get to go to prison for <laughs> for causing big problems. Dude. That's the formal based, charge, causing big problems. Based on how 2020 has been, I might as well be in prison. I mean, what's being locked in a in a different cage, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're all locked in the cage of our minds too, you know? You ever think oh, about that? So true, Kari. It's so true. You ever think about how like your mind is like the apartment of your soul and we're all working from home permanently? One second, I'm writing that down. <laughs> You're going to see this in a song, 2021. <laughs> I love Corey. That's our merch. It's, it's, it's merch. your handwritten note on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Oh, I just randomly found a mask in my pocket, so that's a pretty that's a pretty on-brand 2020 experience. Liam, Yeah. how was your year taking all things into consideration. Liam, how do you feel about this whole mask situation? Yeah, Liam, <laughs> how do you feel about being muzzled by the government? <laughs> how was my whole year, you ask? Yeah. Honestly, dude, I had a pretty great year. Um, like I'm Rub I'm, it like, in. Like everyone in the world, I'm going to remember this. It's like 2020 was the year all this shitty stuff happened, and it's not the way I would have wanted it to be. But in the grand scheme of things... Um, in my personal life, I had a good year. I moved in with my girlfriend. I got to go to Disney World in January, everybody, before this all happened, Disney World. Um, I uh, started putting out songs a lot more often. Good writing songs. songs. Thank you very much, Corey. Mm-hmm. I, got to, I got to see some pretty cool movies. I mean, The Invisible Man was sick. I really feel like this was the year that our podcast got some really good footing. I mean, it was the first full year of the podcast, so I think we did some really cool stuff. Um, the top 10 episode was a lot of fun. Yeah. Halloween special. Um, the Twin Peaks episode, we got to record with a lot of cool guests. Um, a lot of cool guests. Yeah. First time yeah. guests, second time guests. Um, I, yeah, dude, it's just... It's been 
a really good year, but it just sucks knowing that it could have been a lot better. You know, like there's so much I wanted to do that I haven't been able to do because the pandemic happened. So um, it all, all things considered a good year, but um, you know, if my, if I, if I feel like I'm missing out and I've had a good year, you know, I can only, there's so many people that have just had, haven't had as such good fortune as me. And that just, that really hurts. So, you know, yeah. 2020 still absolutely sucks. I'm not taking that away from anyone. Right. Yeah. Like you can measure the totality of the world and your own individual years separately for the world. Pretty bad. I think in the grand scheme of things, um, not a lot of good things happened and a lot of bad things happened. I feel, I feel okay about my year. Um, started a new job, which has been an experience wow. because that was just this year. Hey, that job wow. started in March. Wow. Yeah, it started like right as the pandemic started. I started a new job, so that's been um a learning curve and an experience like adapting to that. That's that's impacted like my day to day quite a bit. Um, that aside, uh, I think. I don't have a ton to report. Like, like you're saying, I think that I have a hard time ignoring like the missed potential of what the year could have looked like without all of the litany of problems. But I am really like, especially proud of what we've been able to do with this show. Um, for one, it's been basically the only constant um, because like, you know, job situation, living situation, uh, even just like day to day schedule my own fucking mood and mental state. None of those things have really been constant, but this has, we haven't missed one. And, uh, we put a lot of pride into this. I think we put a lot of time and effort and I think it's gotten better. I really cherish the fact that we have had guests on and we've had new guests and old guests. And we've had really cool, weird experiences doing that. Um, saw a lot of cool movies still listen to the Mamma Mia 2 soundtrack all the time. That's pretty mm. big for me. I'm really glad the show was here. I think in in this year without this show, I would have been much worse off. Yeah, I'm I'm so glad about that. And uh I'm I'm glad that we have at least one last episode, you know? It's kind of cool that um uh, there was five Wednesdays in this December, and so we were able to do our Christmas episode, and then we kind of have this as a nice little, a nice little wrap up to 2020, which I kind of feel like it it needs. You know, we don't have an end of the year top ten episode like so many podcasts, but doing a New Year's episode specifically gives us a chance to reflect. We've also got a week left in uh, December. You know, by the time you guys hear this, we got about a day left in December, but we can maybe send 2020 on its way uh happily you know maybe we can just do something small what are your what are your plans for the last few days of december Corey? uh um well right after christmas i'm working and then i have a couple days off we're also about to go into lockdown again not to yeah, keep yeah. bringing that up because i know people are we're all tired of hearing about it but that's just a fact of life for us right now uh, so the answer, not a lot. Um, I'm just going to do my best, I think, to unplug and try to just do stuff I enjoy doing. Um, as I don't know that I'm not going to say that sounds lame. It doesn't sound lame, but it's no, just, it's a very like, it's a, it's an answer to be expected, but like, I don't know. I'm going to try to watch some stuff. I'm going to try to 
talk to some people. I, I believe we're going to try to get a D&D session in there. I'm probably going to play a lot of F1 2020. I'm just going to kind of hang out and try to, you know, find a space where I feel like I'm just having a good time for a couple of days and like nothing is entering that zone, I guess. Oh, that's a great idea. I, I really hope you get to do that because that's about as much as you can do in this year, especially because we're, we are our last few days of December in me and Corey's part of the world. We are going to be in lockdown again. And so uh, really as best you can do is just unplug and do something small that you enjoy. That'll. I also work New Year's Day, so like I really got to kind of make the most of the eve. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you could watch this movie again. It's perfect. It's I called could. New Year's Eve. It is. You're right. Uh, <laughs> what are you planning um, on doing in the last couple of days? Well, so by the time Corey and I are recording this, uh, which is this time right now, and by the time you guys hear this, we'll, we'll have already done all these things. But uh, yeah, Corey and true. I actually, we still have Christmas left to get through. Um, so, you know, I'm going to do a bit more Christmas baking. Got a couple more Christmas movies that I'm going to try to get to. Like, I want to watch Krampus. You know, I think I've mentioned that on every episode this month, but I haven't done it yet because it's such a special movie. And so I'm just waiting for the right time. Um, Corey and I have a little gift exchange that we're going to do, and we can update you guys in the new year as to what those gifts turned out to be. I'm very excited about that. Um, I'm uh, Christmas night. I'm going to propose to my girlfriend. And I can say that what? because, yeah, yeah, wait, yeah. what? Yeah, what? And I can say it because uh, Liam. Yeah, really? I swear. Oh my god! I swear. Holy shit! Okay, um, this is a this is a real reaction I'm having. We've turned this announcement into content, folks. What the fuck? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, I swear. I think. Uh, Holy shit, dude! That's crazy. <laughs> a few weeks ago, I, I mentioned something to you, and I said that I wouldn't be able to tell you just yet, and that it would come up it later. It was this. Um, it was that. This is what wow. it was. Wow. Yeah. Well, um, oh man. Well, I don't want to get too into that conversation here, but wow, wow. Yeah. So I figured Christmas night would Congratulations, be cool. motherfuckers. <laughs> i think uh christmas will be cool we'll uh it'll be after we've opened our gifts and stuff i'll probably take my dog for a walk hopefully there'll be some snow on the ground and um i can say that here because one she's not in the house right now she can't hear me two this episode doesn't come out until new year's eve eve so uh you know even Holy if shit. this got to your guys ears and you decided to contact my girlfriend to spoil it she already knows sorry <laughs> and three she, does, <laughs> she doesn't listen to this podcast ep- anyway so even if it came out on like christmas eve uh it, it would be kind of hard to get to her i think it would be it, 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 i could keep it a secret so uh, that's incredible next, man wow yeah next time episode comes out it'll it'll have happened we'll see i'm beaming dude wow Thanks, man. Hopefully that makes your 2020 a bit a bit brighter. It does. Oh my god. Wow. Okay. Um, I don't know how we're supposed to follow up that bombshell information. So, well, at least this New Year's Eve movie gave us that. <laughs> uh, let's. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's pivot. I don't, I'm not gonna try to one up that. Are you kidding me? Eternal love. I can't beat that. Fuck. <laughs> I'm just a guy sitting in his room, uh, wearing a hood and then headphones over top of the hood. 
I'm in shambles. Oh, man, I've got headphones over <laughs> top my my winter toque. Oh, do we just live in cold places? Well, it's mild today. It's not that bad. Yeah, but it's uh, it's kind of like you want to be you want to be cozy. It's kind of well, let me look. Yeah, it's like overcast skies. Yeah, but it's like it's like two it's up. like two degrees though, which is good. It's yeah. preferable. That's my fave. It looks just like the New York City of the movie New Year's Eve, where uh, there's basically no snow anywhere and nobody looks that cold. That's the best segue I'm gonna come up with. So we're gonna have to live with it. I know what everyone's thinking. How does this movie possibly qualify for They Made Another One? New Year's Eve is a movie directed by Gary Marshall. The one-line description on IMDb is the lives of several couples and singles in New York City intertwine over the course of New Year's Eve. It's a pretty straightforward viewing experience. But let me tell you that New Year's Eve, per the Wikipedia page, is the second in an unofficial trilogy of romantic comedies set on a one-day holiday featuring an ensemble cast in a variety of shorts in a variety of stories rather uh, including Valentine's Day and Mother's Day it counts motherfuckers yeah yeah and i think i i read that um on the trivia page i believe imdb that this was going to be a more straightforward sequel um and then they decided to reorchestrate it a bit and make the actors play different characters but it was conceived initially as a a more straight ahead continuation yeah and uh there's a giant ensemble cast and in the past i've made the mistake of reading out like 35 names yeah what are we gonna do here i'm not i'm you know what you know what i'm gonna do liam i had this idea in the car on the way home yeah hey dear listener we love you. Thanks for listening. Rate and review. Five stars. Google the movie. Look at the list yourself. It's a litany of famous people. Or just imagine, famous people. imagine an actor from who was like was still acting and existed in 2011. They're in this movie. Yeah, pretty much. You know, you ever watch Glee? She's here. The Glee you ever lady. Watch Taxi Driver? Or Punk? He's here. Or fast and the furious any of them well he's not in all of them but you know bride of chucky sex that's in the Catherine city Heigl. batman returns zombie land that's michelle pfeiffer uh, uh abigail breslin zombie land uh seth meyers late night show with seth meyers yeah. holy shit what about that a texas chainsaw massacre remake you ever that's see jessica beale in here you ever see the seth rogan movie neighbors mm. zach efron's in that that's right. You guys ever watch Wizards of Waverly Place? That's what that fucking kid is from. Fuck. <laughs> I spent so long. I have a note that just says, is that the Hannah Montana kid with a question mark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it took me a little while, too. I was That's like, so I know, funny. I know him, Dude, but... And then also, oh, you ever see uh, fucking Nat Wolf is in this movie. He's in all kinds of shit. You ever see fucking Death Note? Live action Death Note? Bro, you watch <laughs> you like Fault in Our Stars, bro. <laughs> anyway, uh, you ever watch Modern Family? Anyway, now you have a sense of who's in this movie. You ever listen to the song "Living on a Prayer"? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's basically everybody. Yeah, that was pretty good. You ever oh, watch uh, Transformers One? <laughs> Boys Don't Cry. <laughs> Catwoman. There's two cat women in this movie. Holy there is. Shit. Wow, there's a, it's an embarrassment of cat women. That's crazy. Um 
anyway, real quick rundown. Uh, like we said, directed by Gary Marshall, who's, I don't know, probably best known for Pretty Woman, and I'll leave it there. You guys uh, ever watch Pretty Woman? Bro? Yeah. You ever watch Tom Hanks is huge because Penny Marshall is in this movie? <laughs> One of my favorite, Large. one of my favorite jokes is just replacing the Tom Hanks movie Big with synonyms for big. Yeah, Tom Hanks in enormous, massive, tall. Um, the podcast dynamic banter has a great bit about this, so if you want to check that out, you can do that. Um, movies written by Catherine. I don't know. I'm gonna say Fugate. It might be like Fugate. I don't really know. She has her writing credits per Wikipedia. Um, Valentine's Day, uh, a couple, some TV series, got some writing credits in there. Not a ton of like crazy stuff for our purposes. And then Charles Minsky is the cinematographer who's worked on some of Gary Marshall's other stuff. Um, that seems like the biggest and most notable things in there. Uh, the editor is Michael Tronick, who ha- does have some things that we've talked about before, actually, uh, or stuff that we could do on the show. Uh, we've talked about Hudson Hawk pretty recently, didn't we? We did, yeah. Okay. I went from not knowing that movie existed at the end of November to hearing about it every two day, or three times, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is Han- Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus' Best of Both Worlds concert. There okay. is True Romance. There is Beverly Hills Cop 2, Days of Thunder. Mm. Under Siege 2 Dark Territory. <laughs> Damn, I love the the movies that would fit for this show where I don't even know the first yeah, one. Yeah, same. Oh shit. Under Fucking... Siege. I don't know what that is. He did rem- he edited Remember the Titans. That's a football movie? Yeah, fuck yeah, it's the football movie. Did, did your gym teacher not force you to watch and remember no. the Titans? No, man, I haven't seen that. I know I know friend of the show Cakey loves that movie. Yeah, I've got to see I it. Remember I liking like sports it. movies. I remember liking it. I, I did see it in a gym class. And you know what? Oh, yeah. You tell know it. who shows up in there? I'm wearing a t shirt right now that's got Ryan Gosling on it. Ooh. And he shows up in that movie. Does he? He wow. does, yeah. Yeah, to be pretty young, right? Yeah, uh, the movie came out in 2000. Oh, Hayden Panettiere wow. is in there. I think we've talked about her before. Dang, yeah, that's that's a, a while before both those actors, like, really... Well, I mean, Ryan Gosling had the Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> yeah, but it was, bef- it, was, it was in that weird Ryan Gosling period between Mickey Mouse Club, Goosebumps, and... Um, it was after Goosebumps, but it was before The Notebook. <laughs> yeah, strange. I think we call that uh, his experimental period. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. And then, and, and then he got into that mainstream stuff. And you gotta know that lame shit. Like, plays I, I I'm, I'm talking a lot of shit about Ryan Gosling. I've got, I think I've said this on the show. I have two Ryan Gosling t-shirts and literally right next to me, like arm's reach, is a gigantic first man poster on my wall. <laughs> Last but not least, the music is by John Debney. Do you remember that name? Because it's come up before. No, but it's a catchy name. John Demney did the music for Zathura. Oh, nice. And a bunch of other... I like that movie. And a bunch of other shit, but also Zathura. He's he's the spiritual sequel mast. Yeah, he is. He's the king. I dig it. He's the prince. And um, so... (laughs) He's He's the king, the prince, and the squire. Yeah, he's the jester and the cook and the doorman. (laughs) So, Liam, I have a question for you. 
Okay. This movie revolves entirely around New Year's Eve, specifically. Couldn't give less of a shit about New Year's Day. New Year's Day can get bent. This is all about the magic and hope and optimism and love, eternal love, that can come from a new year. And also partying. Partying your face off. And also, Bon Jovi being the most famous musician alive. All of these are important to New Year's Eve. Of course, every year we spend New Year's Eve celebrating the majesty of Bon Jovi. But what I'm here to ask you is, are you a big New Year's Eve guy? Like, is that a significant day in your year? Um, definitely a step down from Halloween and Christmas, I'll tell you that. I celebrate it, for sure. I mean, like, I, I, would, like, uh, I would like getting together with friends when I could. Um, you know, I have some memories of, like, staying up late watching South Park in, in some basements and just like knowing I, I was never I'm, I'm not a drinker and so i would never like go out to to party and uh drink like champagne and shit at new year's but i did like that it's like okay it's new year's eve it's a special day it's a holiday i would get together with some friends and we would basically do what we would normally do like watch south park in a basement except once the new year hit we would uh we would say huh and then we would keep watching South Park. Yeah. You know, it, it would just be cool <laughs> to watch the clock change over. Um, I, I had some, like, you know, the biggest celebrations I've had was probably like before I w- was old enough to go out and hang out with my friends on my own. My parents and I would just stay up and bang <laughs> some pots together. What? Um, for real? If they, oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. Did you Is buy special trend? pots just for the banging? No. no. I've I've just never seen somebody actually bang pots together. Yeah, maybe I'm just making like a simplified cliche of my own life. <laughs> maybe I'm just making this shit up. Pots together. But you know what I like about New Year's Eve is that um, as a kid, I would still be on Christmas holidays. And so there would still be gifts that I just got a week ago. There would still be a lot of chocolate in the house from a week prior. And so it's still, it. it's interesting because it has that special quality of the lead up to Christmas. You're, it's snowy outside. There's candy and like lights around because we don't take uh, down the tree until January normally. Um, I'm still off school. My parents are off work. There's not much to do. So it's still that really spacious, fun quality, except there's the deflation of Christmas. The actual best day is like 360 right. days away. And so, yeah, yeah not, New not remembering it because it happened like six days ago. It's, oh man, the next one's not for like <laughs> 300 days. Yeah. All I have left are like these Werther originals and a couple slices of a chocolate orange to remember <laughs> it by. I already read all my comic books and um, Does does New Year's Eve suffer from like because you talked about Halloween and Christmas. Halloween has a season to it, kind of, like weeks where people kind of celebrate it effectively before the big like send off of Halloween. Christmas is the same. New Year's is like like the Wikipedia says, uh one of those one offs where it's like it comes and it goes, right? Like, there's no Valentine's Day season. Yeah, that's that's very true. And I think um, it it says something that this movie doesn't cover New Year's Day. By the time New Year's Day hits, you you realize that, fuck, uh, this year kind of feels so far like it's the same <laughs> as last year. And also, we got to wait a while for... And also, I gave cool myself chores. Like <laughs> 
<laughs> so like Christmas at least has Boxing Day right after and everyone's still off work and you get to play with your gifts and stuff. But New Year's Day is like shit. Now it's really over. I mean, school, work, all that's on the horizon. And so, uh, you know, New, New Year's Eve is cool, but uh, it's it's no Christmas. It's more of a disappointing sequel to Christmas, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm similar where it's like I'm not a huge party or either i i have gone to a, a handful of like new year's parties or like i would just hang out with friends too like you're saying and um i mean yeah it comes and it goes for me i i kind of take it or leave it as like a thing to celebrate because i find that i don't really get anything out of the like resolutions or something like that like just setting like artificial goalposts has always been kind of weird it's like well i could start this whenever if i was motivated to do it and just because the calendar the gregorian calendar specifically has changed that doesn't necessarily mean i'm going to be more motivated to do it um but yeah it's a it's a good excuse to like hang out with people and have a nice time with friends or family but do we need a movie about it what do you think i think a movie about it could be cool yeah we could use a movie about it and um, too bad uh, one of those doesn't exist (laughs) yeah still waiting on one damn that, that scratches the itch somebody call penny marshall the maker of gigantic with tom hanks so, I don't want to explain the plot of this movie because it's, no, very, it's it w- very convoluted. Either it would be too difficult to try to explain the little bits because there's a whole lot of little bits. This cast is huge, um, and all of these stories intertwine in some capacity with another one. Yeah, people are related, but as much as like there is to explain, there's also very little to explain because. If you think of the alpha and omega of cinema, (laughs) if you think of a cast that big, it's like, okay, they've all got to do a little bit of something, but because they're all doing a little bit, is it even worth mentioning? Because there's not a whole, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it adds up to much. Halle Berry has to go talk to Common, who is on tour in some sort of war while she's taking care of Robert De Niro, the gruff Vietnam vet who's dying, whose daughter is running Times Square, the Paul drop, right? And then she's also the caterer of the party is married to Bon Jovi, sort of, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, so man, it's all I really tied together. Do it all. No, that was I, I could have. I just didn't. I don't think I wanted to. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, remember, dear listener, earlier when I told you to Google the cast, feel free to also read a thorough plot summary while you're there. And uh, I think we should probably just get into it, you know? Sure. Uh, so, Liam, the ball always uh, ends up in your court first. The onus is always on you to set the tone here. Um, Drops right, at, right in my land. Right, in your, right into your, in your territories. <laughs> <laughs> right in my land? <laughs> <laughs> right in my la-la land. It lands right in my place beyond the pines. <laughs> there it is. There's a way better bit. Right in my drive. <laughs> way <laughs> oh driveway i thought you just said way like that's way past cool <laughs> anyway before this spirals any further new year's eve the film what do you think of that okay well dear listeners while you are on the wikipedia page <laughs> looking at the plot i'd say just scroll down a little bit click on reception Ooh, i haven't what read the say? reception yet may i that, uh, may i do the honors yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh wait, no, that's just <laughs> that's how Gary Marshall died. I think no, that's how Penny Marshall died. <laughs> Corey, I gave you very clear directions. <laughs> I opened the wrong tab. I'm sorry. I'm in the middle of a busy highway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Mm-mm. On review aggregation website Rotten Tomatoes, the film has an approval rating of seven percent, based on 136 reviews. And an average rating of 3.1 out of 10. The site's critical consensus reads, Shallow, sappy, and dull, New Year's Eve's ensemble assembles, rather, a star-studded cast for no discernible purpose. That's fucking hilarious. Uh, Really quick, I'm just going to say from our good friend Roger Ebert, Chicago Sun-Times, New Year's Eve is a dreary plod through the sands of time until finally the last grain has ticked through the hourglass of cinematic sludge. How is it possible to assemble more than two dozen stars in a movie and find nothing interesting for them to do? How do you feel about what Roger said there? I agree, man. I agree with that. I agree with the Rotten Tomatoes uh, one sentence. I am not one of the 7% that would approve of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I think it Uh, should be disallowed. Yeah, I didn't like it, Corey. What about you? Um, I was thinking about how I was going to go about this because I was like, I have a thing that I, I could say that I think will be, it'll be, it'll be a good bit, but I was like, should I save it for like deep in the discussion or should I just lead with it? I've decided I'm going to lead with it. So mm-hmm. I spent the first bit of the movie, uh, I was talking with a friend of mine named Corey, who I think I've talked about before. Um... And I would, I basically started live tweeting the movie at him just while I was watching it, uh, because like it's it's a very easy to riff on movie, um, and a lot of stuff just keeps happening. And everyone's everyone's famous. It's that uh, on my letterbox that I wrote. It's that classic true New York City experience where everyone is a celebrity related, and Bon Jovi is the greatest musician on the planet, or something. But it's not even Bon Jovi playing himself. Nah. Is he like Lester? Jensen. Justin? Jensen. What? Did you say Justin? Like with an E? I did. I did. Who's he? With a, Who's he? Jorston? <laughs> Jorston John Jervy? This is uh, John Jacob uh, Jingleheimer Schmidt. Anyway, so what I did was after I decided that uh, I wasn't going to live tweet anymore, I had an internal crisis where I was like, I always make a joke about just doing something else while one of these movies is on Mm -hmm. or just stopping it completely and i've never done it is today the day Hmm. and i'll tell you what liam i sure enjoyed driving the hungarian grand prix in f1 2020 while watching the last hour of new year's eve in the background I respect that, man. And uh, everybody, this movie is like an hour 50, so Corey got a good dose. I watched over half of it and then decided I was done, but I kept it on, so if anything else wild happened, I would be able to talk about it. Here's the problem. Nothing really that wild happens. No, not at all. That's impressive, Corey. I uh, I am confident that had I just seen the first 10 20 minutes of this movie i would have been set my girlfriend was beside me for she napped for about the first 20 minutes woke up watched about 10 minutes of it and then had to leave so she saw about can i can 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 i do a called shot here yeah start saying fiance i guess i should (laughs) this is the future holy shit all right so my fiance watches minutes 20 to 30 um and i said i i bet you could do the podcast for me at this point you're like you you've got it you're you're good and i had uh, the thought too where i was like genuinely i was like how much of this would i have to see before i could stop and still talk about it 
Yeah, I was I was doing the dishes after this movie was on, and um, or you know what? Now that I think about it, it might have even been before I watched the movie because I feel like I learned <laughs> nothing from watching this movie. Just from knowing that it had this ensemble cast, I knew that going in. I didn't know everyone who was going to show up. Like I was surprised at like Robert De Niro showing Robert up in this movie. Robert De Niro and... will show up for anyone who's willing to pay him. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so it might have even been before I watched the movie because I think I had a good handle on it. But um, I was doing the dishes and I was just thinking, man, this could have been the one or this could be the one where I just don't watch the movie. I podcast on it. Um, I could insert a little bumper at the beginning of the episode saying, hey, listeners, uh, I didn't watch this movie. We'll see how long it takes for Corey to figure it out. And uh, I didn't end up doing that. Um, I watched the movie, but we're, having we're never cowards. seen the movie, yeah, having now seen the movie, I'm confident I could have done that <laughs> and not really lost anything. Man, this, uh, wow! I don't think it's just that we're cowardly, Corey. I think it's just this no, movie we're cowards for not committing to not finishing it. Ah. We should have just quit. Oh, I see. We're cowards for not quitting. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right, Corey. I was weak. Committed to this podcast still in the last day of the year. We should have just let ourselves have You know what? 2020 has been so fucking heinous that like this is how we've decided to end it. New Year's Eve. What did we do to deserve that? And here's the thing. It's not even like unbelievably bad, right? It's just a fucking slog. Like, um, I have no desire to talk through it. Like the plot. Um, it feels like, and it looks like, actually, how it's shot. Um, it This feels like when Grey's Anatomy does a crossover with, like, one of those CW shows. And you're getting, like, all these celebrity cast members. And you're getting, like, people interacting that you didn't think were going to react. But it's all very predictable and very flat and very just sort of, like, crossover for the sake of crossover. Um, and melodrama for the sake of it and big lofty ideas about like love and hope and dreams or whatever the fuck but like it's still just an episode of Grey's Anatomy I'm using Mm. Grey's Anatomy as a placeholder nobody yell at me I've never seen the show I'm not making a judgment call on Grey's Anatomy but it does a bunch of crossovers with shit this movie feels like one of those Uh, this feels like four different TV shows just had a crossover and I don't like any of the TV shows. Yeah, and all of those TV shows are ensemble shows, right? Right, <laughs> Big yeah. Cast, so they all come together. That's a really good way to put it. It does feel like that. I mean, the Wizards of Waverly Place kid is here. Yeah, and the Naked Brothers band. Uh, yeah, holy shit. <laughs> and Catwomen. <laughs> like, my issue with this movie is just that I wish they had, like had the good ideas the the good idea the confidence to take one of these stories they had with one of these groups of actors and say let's make that the new year's movie we don't need to trick people into wanting to see this movie with all these big names oh so there's like eight different stories going on i swear to god which one should have been the movie i think it should have been Zach Efron. That's the right answer. Yeah. I was also going to say that. Pfeiffer. Yeah. That on its own could have been, 
if it was a little bit less 2011 because Zac Efron kind of sucks sometimes. Yeah. Well, he's just, he's a bit of a chauvinist, but also just like at one point he does say we're going to have a really epic time and then like a Pitbull song plays or something. So it feels very of its era, even though that's not that, well, I guess it's almost a decade ago. Wow. That's weird. Yep. Oh, Um, yeah. But yeah, that movie could be interesting. Why don't, why don't you at least tell the listeners what's going on in that little so, so they get Michelle idea. Pfeiffer is Ingrid? Is that right? Yeah. Who works at this record company, and her boss is John Lithgow, and he sucks a lot. Oh, man, John Lithgow. That's yeah. right. Matthew oh. Broderick shows up. Uh, oh, yes. I thought that was a fever dream by the time I got <laughs> fucking, uh Bloomberg? Like, mayor of New York, former presidential candidate Bloomberg shows up? Before I get carried away, fuck that guy want to make that unequivocally clear but uh he's in the mix ryan seacrest is here the gang's all here it's a real new york minute but real um, weird that ryan seacrest plays himself but john bon- john bon, bon jovi, jovi doesn't not. he plays jensen fucking lame yeah. ingrid is a very like an- she seems like a bit of a mess she's very anxious and very shy and very she seems concerned all the time and just nervous. That's all, that's the best way to describe her. But she ends up deciding to stand up for herself when her boss won't give her her bonus or vacation time because he's being a dick. And uh, Zac Efron is like a courier delivery man. And they start talking and she works at this record company that's having a big New Year's party. Uh, she has tickets for it. He wants to go. He sort of encourages her to get back into making resolutions. She writes a list of some like far-fetched things that she wants to do like um get take a new york taxi ride without any traffic or like go to bali something at radio city music hall i didn't hear what it actually was i just know that she's on stage there near the end um a bunch of shit and zach efron's like you know what lady we're gonna bond i'm gonna help you do this and she's like i'll give you these tickets if you help me come out of my shell and like achieve some my dreams and you know she trying to grow as a person get out there a little bit zach efron grows into being less of a chauvinist a little bit uh he does call her pathetic to her face and then they have to make up over that but uh well not to her face but she was in the room and could hear it but anyway that's there's a sweet story in there and there's a good movie in there um there's a better movie in there there's for sure the potential for a good movie in there yeah um rest of them are just fucking boring uh i got a kick out of the pastor guy and the family uh, a little mm-hmm. bit that was kind of i was already playing f1 by then but you know <laughs> uh lisa simpson you know shows up and that's distracting because yearly smith yeah. just still sounds like that all the time so yeah uh but yeah man uh it's flat cinematically i don't remember any of the music the camera is very bland the performances are all very bland the writing is all very bland uh, but like trying to be profound or emotionally wrenching in a way that's just not interesting. Uh, Girl meets world style. That's what this I is. would much rather watch Girl meets world. Me too. I would watch Girl meets world for six hours. Oh yeah, yeah. Before having to watch this movie again, I think. And that's not even because it's like painfully bad. It's just very dull, painfully dull. It the made hi- me the afraid. highlight of the movie was that the teenage girl with Sarah Jessica Parker mom uh, has a girl skateboards brand skateboard. And I like them. I thought of you. I thought of you. 
this movie it just made me crave watching that I like I I just wanted to be watching basically any other movie. I wanted a movie with like characters for more that I watched for more than five minutes at a time. All the jumping around was just so <laughs> annoying. Like I wanted to watch any movie other than this Valentine's Day, which I haven't seen, but sounds uh, very similar. Yeah, bef- Love Actually, it's it's similar to that. Before and, uh, we watched I don't like this- that one. We said we were gonna do Mother's Day. We're not doing Mother's Day anymore. Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm. no. We Especially have standards. because I went on the wiki page and I saw the cast. It was like uh, Jason Sudeikis, um, Jennifer Aniston is in there. And I'm thinking, oh hey, I kind of like these people. Maybe, maybe they took a break, right? They took a break for five years. Maybe they kind of figured it out. The reviews for New Year's Eve came in. Maybe they figured out how to do this format, but in a less. Uh, dry toast sort of way and i went to the reception and it sounds like it is very much the same thing yeah it sounds like they took these actors that you recognize and might like and other things just like this movie and does nothing with them and so every time a big name actor (laughs) shows up in this movie or maybe not an a-lister but just someone you recognize it's like that's all there is to it um you're just supposed to be like oh hey i I know that actor so i i will i will watch them on screen for a few minutes no matter what they're doing it's like it's like movie 43 you know that one yeah actually um mitch i think also said that because i tried explaining to him what this was he says it sounds like movie 43 exactly right it's like movie 43 isn't ashton kutcher also in that I bet the crossover is pretty strong, actually. I don't remember While you're talking, Kutcher's I'm going to figure that but, out. Yeah. Um, but lot, lots of big names, so there's got to be some crossover. Halle Berry, I'm certain, is in movie Yeah, Halle Berry's on the poster. And it was only two years later. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> and Josh, so Josh like, Duhamel is in it. Nice. That's Okay, so we've got two. We might only have two, but, you know, two's pretty good. Yeah, so it's like it's like movie forty three. Common, but like, oh my god, this is gonna keep happening. I'm sorry, I don't mean to keep cutting you off, but they keep popping up in weird ways. But it just feels like more lifetime movie. Watch it with your family, but it still offers the same amount of whatever it's trying to offer, which is nothing of it. Like this offers no uh, emotional connection. It's not profound. It's not sweet. But it's trying to do all those things, but just it's running through the motions so quickly and it's banking on its stars and it's not hitting any of those beats. And movie 43 does the same thing, but with comedy. But I would argue comedy is a better venue for this sort of movie because, you know, for this quick anthology sort of thing with stars, because at least that way you have punchlines and you have the novelty of seeing these actors you like kind of do um like grotesque insane things that you wouldn't really see anywhere else and so the movie has a bit of that grab to it whereas this is just um it's i think it's actually a lot more embarrassing because i can't at least movie 43 it's like it has a sense of humor and the actors could have been having fun on set this movie i i can't feel any of that somebody didn't watch the bloopers in the credits (laughs) oh man that was rough Rough. oh my gosh carrie always like struggles to pull a clipboard off of something they're like what a big funny moment 
exactly the the credits the bloopers and the credits were like showing you that oh look we did have a lot of fun making this movie like i i swear this wasn't a chore for everyone involved how is it that every time i've had to reference a new part of the movie i have said a new actor's name i know (laughs) so i will go on record saying movie 43 over this movie any day of the week um, I, when I was playing F1 2020, I had a pretty bad time in that the race wasn't going well. I had an, uh, I had an accident on the first lap heading into the first corner, fucked my car up real bad, uh, fucked up a couple other cars real bad. I had to pit really early, which is a, kind of a problem because, you know, it puts you behind. But even on that shitty opening lap where I was like, ah, I fucked this up. I was having a better time immediately than just watching the movie without any other stimulus. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I told this, this is... It uh, to be fair, I was watching the movie. I think how it was intended, which is to say, background noise. Yeah, I was. I was just gonna say this. Is, I can't say this is a perfect background noise movie. This movie is great background noise because there's not a whole lot even going on visually. Like I would say, Doobie Halloween is good background noise because that movie is absolutely doused in. Um, halloween apparel and it feels like the season this movie doesn't really feel like much of anything like you just have a couple soundstage sets and then you're in Times square um but i i will say that if you're gonna watch this movie background noise is the way to go it's the best way to watch the movie but it's not you know there are there are countless other movies that are better background noise than this can i make a suggestion to anybody who is listening who is genuinely like oh yeah i'll watch this Sure. Don't. Not even his yeah. background noise. Like, just put on another episode of this podcast, or put on another episode of any other podcast ever made, or put on any other film. Any other. And if you're dying to see someone in this cast list, you like, hey, I like. Uh, who haven't we mentioned yet here, Corey? Uh, let's hang on. Let, let's think. Let's here. think. Let's think. Let's think. Because yeah. we've said a lot of them, but there's a lot. Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Go Milano. watch Poison uh, Ivy two. Oh, uh, your time is du- genuinely better spent. The dude who plays the doorman in that episode of Seinfeld. He's also the dad in Ten Things I Hate About You. He's a coworker in Eight Simple Rules. He's a guy that you kind of recognize. Can he, you he was say like the bald, who he was in this movie, please? Bald oh. construction worker. Or the tow the tow truck guy or the construction worker? Oh yes, he might have been a tow truck man. That's right. Uh, I don't know that man's name. <laughs> I don't know either, but he's one of those guys. He's like, even in the bit parts, this movie has like a guy that you go, hey, it's that guy. Larry Miller, folks. He's also in Pretty Woman. Look at that. Nutty Professor. Max Keeble's big move. Oh, really? No way. Yeah. We've talked about that, right? So if you're dying to see Larry Miller, you know, that guy where you're like, hey, it's that guy. Go watch Um, this uh, particular episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's right. So I would say if you want to see anyone from this cast, you like them. And I understand that. A lot of likable people in this movie. Just watch anything else that they are in because they're in a lot of other stuff. Yeah. It's it, going to be better than this for show. Yeah. Yes. Like you don't have to sully yourself by saying, hey, I like all these actors. I, I need to see them, them all at once. In, uh, hun- uh, in an hour and 50 minute block. That'll be, you know, I got a lot to do today. That's the way to go. I would say, no, do yourself a favor long-term goals yeah and watch a little bit at a time you know get to Halle Berry a little later in the month and uh if you need you'll be fine if you absolutely need to start your year by watching a movie with Jim Belushi in it you have better options good 
pick he is in this movie <laughs> barely he's in it for literally one scene <laughs> like so many people are yeah and even even Fuck, the, even I don't the know, big go, names go watch, are in this movie in yeah. like two seats. Go watch Glee. I don't fucking care. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, also, uh, fuck this movie for having Sofia Vergara and Russell Peters play rampant stereotypes. Yeah, yeah, that's a big bummer. So before we're done, I was laughing earlier over top of you trying to talk, which isn't cool of me. But it's because I was reading the accolades section of the Wikipedia page. Uh, mm. They earned five Razzie nominations, but they lost all of them to Jack and Jill. Uh, they won. Uh, inexplicably, the BET Awards nominated Common for Best Actor for that one scene where he's on a laptop screen and very, very wooden. Wow. He didn't get that. But. The Alliance of Women Film Journalists nominated all the actresses in New Year's Eve in the Actress Most in Need of a New Agent category, and they did win that. Damn. Absolutely fucking bodied by the Alliance of Women (laughs) Film Journalists. And then uh, Halle Berry goes on to do Movie 43 two years after. Dude, Halle Berry needed a new agent post-haste. Toot sweet. <laughs> Very quickly. Fast. <laughs> uh, I'm done. T- I don't want to talk about this anymore. Do you want to talk about this anymore? <laughs> no. Uh, I would say watch any New Year's Eve Lifetime movie instead. You'd be better off. I've seen a lot of like Lifetime, you know, Hallmark Christmassy movies this month. And... As much as I haven't really liked any of them, not really my thing, every single one was better than this because they actually had plots. Um, they there there was a bit of charm within those plots because it, it gave it gave itself a bit of time to spend with these characters. And uh, this movie, it just because it's using so many A list actors, spending so much money doing all that, it feels very cheap. It's, it's an interesting... It feels it's an interesting cheaper because it felt like it needed to rely on star power rather than being interesting. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, watch Movie 43, watch Hallmark Films. You know what? Fuck it. Watch The Rage, Carrie 2. Watch The Rage, Carrie 2, absolutely. Uh, before we go, Liam, do you want to mm-hmm. set... Not a New Year's resolution, per se. Do you want to set a goal for this podcast for this year and see if we can do it? Yeah, well, I definitely want to do another... Uh, original movie roundup yeah totally uh i also i'd like to get more just more guests generally yeah i think i think that's a better goal because the movie roundup is almost too attainable yeah um you know oh ooh, we have to get someone who worked on one of these movies that we end up covering on the show yes that's our that goal. we either have covered or will cover we have to get somebody yep that's an attainable goal. We will do it. Getting Taylor Swift on to talk about cats. That would be a big get for us. Getting Joe Berlinger <laughs> on to fucking litigate his crimes. <laughs> to talk about Paradise Lost too. <laughs> what would be the funniest person to get on? Dr. Dad. Oh, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. We could probably get him. I think so, too. How hard could it possibly be? We did determine there were more movies of his out there. 
I mean, I don't, I don't want to sell him too short. They're definitely easier people to get, but I think he is gettable. Here's the thing, though. Like, I genuinely feel like I can find contact info for John Corbett. Resolution 2021 goal. Get John Corbett on the first episode of 2021. <laughs> of 2022. Give us a whole year yeah. to do it. Uh, and we got to make sure he sticks to that. So when we contact him, we say, you got to be free the first month of Jan, the first week of January 2022. Uh, he's been quiet lately, though. I'm looking at his IMDb. He's just waiting for someone to put him Pitch on the podcast. He's, he's, he's stuck at home. He just wants to talk about he's six foot five. sex in the city. Two. Tall guy. Way taller than me. Slightly less way taller than you. Yo, I'm into this did you know section. His trademark just says towering height. <laughs> <laughs> and what'd you say he is? Six foot two? Six foot five. Oh, okay. That's that a, is pre- he's that's, a big man, fair. but it's funny that it just says trademark towering height. <laughs> Which is interesting because all the roles I've seen him in, they don't it doesn't seem to really be attached to his height. You know, there are, there are some actors where, like, there's a joke about their height or it's kind of a character trait where it's like they're tall and scary. He's just a, he's a nice guy. I didn't imagine him as a tall guy. I think we could do it. He's the spokesperson for Applebee's. Oh, I believe that. Got good hair, that guy. I feel like we, I, I am much more comfortable ending the year on John Corbett than I am on New Year's on, Eve. Yeah. <laughs> so, so resolution settled are we honing in on john corbett are we calling our shot or are we saying let's give ourselves some room john corbett is our ideal turnout but if the cards fall another way i'm not going to complain gotcha i'm with you that feels fair yeah so everybody remember to call john corbett if you know him see if he wants to come on and you know i really do want to make clear that like you know this show is hugely important to me it's like the one constant thing i've had at all this year and um i mean even before the pandemic it was important to me but it's been a really important part of what i've had going on in 2020 because 2020 was weird for everybody and we just hope that through having something we enjoy doing we helped make everybody listening's year a little bit go down a little bit easier because um you know we've all been dealing with stuff beyond the global pandemic problem too so if we could do anything to, um, you know, help anybody through any bit of weirdness that they've had this year or through the good times, you know, like Liam said, like I said, you know, it's not all agonizingly terrible, but um, thank you all a lot for listening. We really, we really do appreciate it. We're just happy to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. We're so excited to do it again for 2021 and hopefully things can be a bit better on a on a grand scale but even if it's not we'll uh, we'll keep doing this and hope we can help just a little bit um man so thank you all once again for listening to this episode and another episode of they made another one you can find us all over the internet on twitter at they made another which is all one word and on letterboxd at tmao which may be all update in 2021 who knows you can find episodes on anchor spotify apple and google Podcasts, stitcher breaker and everything else as they made another one you can reach us via email at tmaopodcast at gmail.com with recommendations for future episodes, questions, comments, and what celebrity you think was missing from New Year's Eve and what they would have been doing had they been in the movie. 
Our fantastic thumbnail art is done by Jade Dickinson, who you can find on Instagram at Jade Sketches. And custom-made soundboard clips are courtesy of Jason DeLine, who you can find on Instagram at DeLineMan. Liam, where can people find you? You guys can find my film writing alter ego, Graham the Haunted Marshmallow, on Twitter and Letterboxd. My username is Graham the Mallow. Uh, you can hear more of me talking about dumb stuff on MK PodQuest, a show that I do with our friend Neil, who you've heard on this very show before, as we walk through the entirety of the old fantasy television extravaganza Mortal Kombat Conquest. And you can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Mr. Corey Price. And uh, with that out of the way, you'll hear from us again in 2021. We hope to see you there, and we'll catch you here next year for more. They made another one?